Hello and welcome to this edition of The Big Fight, a show that is now young at 24 and it's not 24 years old. This is the oldest running debate show on Indian news television and I have been hosting this show proudly for the past three years. I'm Sanket Upadhyay. Now we usually discuss, we always discuss important issues of debate in a previous week or a week gone by. But the focus here on the show today is going to be on something that will happen next week which is a special session of parliament. When was the announcement made? The announcement was made when the opposition was meeting in Mumbai. And thus allegations of this being an event management or a headline management exercise. And since then, the complaint all over again that you're being very secretive about this special session. You're not telling us what is on the agenda. What do you really want to do besides managing the headlines? These are the allegations from the opposition. So how do people view this? How do political parties view this? How do top editors look at this? On the big fight tonight, the question that we ask, a special session, but with the same old usual politics. Let me introduce our guests in the studio and then also from outside. I have with me uh, Tushar Gupta, senior editor of the Swaraj. Thank you very much, Tushar, for joining us. Sanjay Singh is a senior journalist with us in the studio. Aarti Jairat, senior journalist, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Professor Geeta Bhatt is a political analyst, thank you for joining us. Uh, Mr. Naveen Upadhyay, political editor of The Pioneer and Madhavan Narayanan, uh, senior journalist. Thank you very much for joining us. Outside of the studio, we are joined in by Dr. Amiben Yagnik, Rajya Sabha MP of the Congress Party and Nigat Abbas, spokesperson of the Bharatiya Janata Party. Thank you very much. We begin the show, as always, with what we call is the first punch, where each of you get one minute of time for your opening comments. Let's first begin with you, Dr. Amiben Yagnik. Your time starts now. First of all, this is very unusual that without an agenda, a special session is called. A special session is called without any consultation with any of the opposition parties. And uh, despite uh, asking for the agenda, none was given. It was all outside in the media and everywhere. But none, nothing was told to anyone. Then Honorable Chairperson of the Congress Parliamentary Party wrote a letter, which was on 6th September. And she enumerated so many points, almost nine points, the burning issues in the country today. And said, why uh, can't you uh, put all these issues and please tell the opposition parties or consult all the parties and have an agenda. But there was no reply to that. And suddenly comes an agenda. And the agenda says that there will be no zero hour, there will be no uh, question hour, there will be no uh, private bills or resolutions, but there will be some government bills. And there will be a discussion on the 75 years journey. And so much like this government, which is completely besotted by its own self, mm. especially the persons who mend the government at the top are oblivious of the issues of this government, of okay. this country. They are not worried about the issues. And so they think that they can behave in okay. this opaque Yagnik, manner. I'll, I'll come back to you. Yes, sir. The, the opening comment time is up. Uh, Nigat Appas of the BJP, your opening comments. We all have heard about a saying called an apple a day keeps the doctor away. These days we've been seeing that the opposition is in a constant mood of a boycott a day keeps discussions and questions away from them. 
it's in a constant mood of boycotting and being anti on things starting from the new parliament when the government decided to reject the colonial mindset and bring in a new parliament sadly the entire opposition rejected it the establishment of sengolenic sadly the opposition again rejected it when we named chandrayaan point uh, chandrayaan 2 and uh, chandrayaan 3 landing point as tiranga and shiv shakti point it became anti sanatan dharam it already had, the opposition already has an anti approach it now when the special session was called apparently the speculations were made by the opposition which were not even significant apparently once again the uh, the opposition has been trying to manipulate and politicize the entire issue the agenda has come up right the opposition has been chanting and yelling at the peak of their voices telling the spokesperson and the anchors that where is the agenda for the special uh, special session where is the agenda for the special session now when the government has finally told you that this is the agenda this is going to be the agenda again what we are seeing is different kind of speculations and different kind of boycotting different kind of being anti on subject okay. i think okay so mr bas i'm going to come back to you your one minute time is right up now. for your opening comments i'm going to come back to you uh, let's uh, head right, straight no back to the studio uh, mr madhavan narayan your opening yeah, comments uh, Uh, Sanket, thank you for having me. Uh, we do not know officially the details yet, but my broad understanding is that this will be an Amrit Kaal-based uh, inauguration, loaded with symbolism, because it's the 75th year of independence. There's an old building, and there's a lot of uh, going away, and a new building coming in. Uh, there's a lot of talk about decolonization, and it's coinciding with Ganesh Chaturthi, which is considered auspicious for the god of beginnings, and also. Uh, surprise surprise the pre- the birthday of the prime minister of india narendra modi so it all takes us to a point where you can look at it from various points of view what i am worried about as an indian is whether the this is just a matter of a building or whether the procedures and um, conventions and practices that i have known for decades as a journalist will be destroyed or not because whatever we talk of decolonization and all that the simple fact is that we run on a parliamentary system inspired by the westminster model and uh, you know this is a country where we say ano badraha tatwas anto vishwataha any good idea from anywhere is good if it's from the british parliamentary democracy okay. why not hmm. so i will be keenly watching out for not the building and the noise but to see whether we really have a parliamentary culture left in this country okay Okay, Arthi Jai, opening comments. Well, you know, so I mean, the, the announcement came as quite a surprise because we had just come out of a monsoon session, and suddenly they announced a special session with no seeming urgent agenda. Even the bills that they have listed, finally, uh, these bills could have been taken up in the winter session. There's no urgency to actually pass them in the. 75 years of history well we are already 76 years of indian of you know independence so why are we talking about the journey of 75 years when we are now in our 77th year mm. so i really don't understand uh, the only thing that i can guess at although you know i mean i don't think prime minister <laughs> modi modi is a very difficult person uh. to second guess mm. and one should hesitate to do that yeah. but the only thing that i can think of is that they had wanted to showcase this new building of parliament in the monsoon session for some uh, logistical reasons uh, they were unable to do so mm. and so i think they want to showcase this building in coming off of 
a successful G20 summit where they showcased another structure, Bharat Mandapam. They would like to showcase this structure also, which was inaugurated with so much fanfare and so much controversy about the Sengal and, you know, things like that. So I think this is really just showmanship hmm. because I don't see anything substantive. And what will really be sad is that we will probably see the same noise, the same pandemonium, in the same tutu meme that yeah. we have seen for the last so many years in the old building. Uh. This will carry on in the new building yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what is uh, but really the agenda? The your assessment is that this could only be a transfer from one building to the other. But that is uh, based on the available information. That's right. You never know what happens. Of course, as okay, I said, okay. so that very dangerous warn- to second yeah. guess this That government. health warning in place, Sanjay Singh. I agree with most of the things which Aati said. Uh, yes, the suspense was there. Now, mm. part of it has been uh, kind of unveiled. Uh, you see, uh, we talked all kinds of things when uh, this particular thing was announced, special session of parliament. One nation, one election. Then you uh, then came that they are trying to amend the constitution in India. That is Bharat. Instead of that, this is Bharat. And then the debate went on. The one nation, one election debate kind of went for on and on without anybody caring to think for a moment whether that was actually possible given the time frame. Uh, Then again, that Bharat thing, I think all those things went in favor of the BJP. Now, on Ganesh Chaturthi, when parliament, the the shift happens from old parliament to new parliament, Mm. Madhvanji talked about the significance of uh, Ganesh Chaturthi. Uh, but uh, on another thing, just to uh, make a correction, Madhwani said, uh, surprise, is this coincides with his birthday. PM Modi's birthday is on September 17th. And that day, I think two schemes, Ashman Bhava and Vishkarma Yojana, those things are being launched. Again, 18th. Um, so you effectively have three days. Day one is opening of parliament. Day two, uh, you talk about new parliament. Of course, uh, since okay. media person would be visiting there, they, they would talk about it, the people who are going there. So effectively, three days for discussion. They have listed an agenda. But what is most interesting part and which perhaps the government wanted and the BJP would uh, also wanted, that the keep this particular conversation going as to what big might happen and what big may not happen. So this this works for the BJP according to you. Okay. Mr. Naveen I think uh, I'm amused and I think everybody will be amused that in a parliamentary democracy like India, we allowed ourselves to be the biggest democracy. We are discussing here why a session of parliament is being convened. I think why could not have this government come forward and you know, removed all this speculation. There should have been a, if you are convening a special session of parliament, then there has to be some special significance for it. I mean, other than making a splash of it and other than linking it with some auspicious occasion, I think, you know, there should have been. Why we are discussing it? Because there is no clarity. I mean, you have uh, come out with some uh, legislative agenda which do not make any sense for convening a special session of parliament when you are going to spend tons of money. So I think it should have been expected of the government to come out and clear the air on that on the very first day instead of giving a a scope for every sort of speculation. As far as I am concerned, I think none of us have any idea what is going to happen. But, you know, if you look at it, Hmm. then other than 
making a splash, uh, I mean, uh, making a show of it. And, of course, I mean, the way the, uh, the government has always functioned, I think they always come out with a sleeve, you know, the ace of their sleeve. And this being last minute sur- uh, surprise, I would not be surprised, you know, if there is a... If something ends uh, up happening. If there is some uh, uh, legislative agenda which could impact the coming Lok Sabha election, create, a, give something for the government to talk, because right now they don't have much to talk. So okay. there is something, you know, okay, to talk sure. about it. Tushar. Uh, well, Sanket, a part of the legislative agenda, perhaps the complete legislative agenda is out in the open. We'll know next week around this time if it was the complete agenda or not. But to say that the special session being called is unusual or somehow inconsistent with the ethos of a democracy, I think that would be incorrect. Yes, this government likes to work with a bit of mystery surrounding it. It has worked for it in the past. It may or may not work for it in the future. But we cannot be sure at this point of time. We all are speculating. We all have been speculating for the last two weeks. Perhaps this whole uh, celebration of the last 75 years of the parliament could be the foundation of the next bill that is introduced. And as someone rightly pointed out, the first two days would go into the celebrations to the whole moving from the old parliament to the new parliament. Those two days will also give government the window. They necessarily need to give the other MPs to study a bill they might want to propose on the third day. So yes, there might be an ace up their sleeve, as Naveenji rightly pointed out. There might be something that's coming, or there might be actually nothing. So we'll know this time next week. But I don't think there is anything uh, unconstitutional or inconsistent with the principles of democracy or parliamentary democracy that uh, a special section has been called. Absolutely not. Okay. Opening comments. I'll come back to you. Professor Bhatt. Uh, Sanketji, taking forward what Tushaji is saying, I mean, special sessions of the parliament is not something which is happening for the first time. Mm. It's been almost, I think, seven or eight times that special sessions have been called. Uh, 1992, it was called to commemorate, and it was a midnight session, the 50th uh, Quit India anniversary of uh, Quit India movement, and so on and so forth in 2015 also. Uh, celebrating B.R. Ambedkar's uh, 25th birth anniversary, special session was called. So it's not something for which the opposition need to, you know, raise their eyebrows and rather been, they have been too critical of uh, the session which is not required and to think of it after all, in a way it is uh, it is a momentous and historic occasion because in a new parliament building post-independence from the British, uh, now onwards the parliamentary sessions are going to be so it is the initiation which is taking place so it has its own significance and uh, I think the opposition has been a little critical probably because first of all the it got announced on the day when they were meeting you know uh, in Mumbai and probably they felt that all the media limelight has been taken away. Mm. And at the same time, while the, uh, you know, the opposition is being critical, for example, uh, Mr. Jairam Ramesh from Congress, he was saying there's, it's just too much, much ado about nothing. Mm. But at the same time, the party is also trying to, uh, uh, you know, mm. take credit that it is the uh, Sonia Gandhi's uh, letter because of which the agenda has been coming out. So, I think that all the bills which have been, uh, which are coming, which have been till now announced, they already were there. It, mm. They have been two, three of them have already been passed by Rajya Sabha. Mm. They will be mm. put in Lok Sabha. So everything no, given, is very given much transparent is, yeah, and given, as per the parliamentary procedure. Okay, okay. Dr. Amiben Yagni, given the uh, agenda which has been circulated, uh, fine. I mean, it is the government's prerogative to have uh, howsoever many special sessions as they want or sessions. But uh, given the agenda which is in circulation now, uh, do you feel that this could have waited till the uh, till the winter session? Of course, there's a there are two bills 
uh, with the post office bill and another bill that is uh, listed they all could have both of them could have waited they were passed earlier uh, and then the second house needed uh, the sanction uh, the sanction is needed up to the second house but the issue here is non transparency this government boasts about being you uh, have been given a good governance model but absolutely opaqueness no transparency no taking into account the ingredients of a parliamentary democracy no talking to the other parties the opposition as if i do not know uh, what kind of feeling they have when they talk about the word opposition all the leaders of the opposition are representatives from their own constituencies they represent the people of this country of course there's a different voice and there's a different opinion but that has to be considered but the present dispensation does not want to listen to anyone does not want to listen to any voice even when the session is on and the agenda has been given in advance they just bulldoze the, the bills they do not allow the opposition even to raise a point and so to tell that it is a tutu meme i think it is practically uh, not good uh, usage of the language tutu meme is not the word the opposition wants to be heard the opposition wants to put their point they are coming from various parts of the country they have to be heard they are representing the people but you cannot bulldoze everything and the reason there is because you want to think only the way you want to bring it i do not want to use harsher language here but this opaqueness non transparency cannot be an ingredient or the hallmark of a parliamentary democracy this is exactly what is happening you have seen how the jammu and kashmir under article for article 370 it came at 11 and nobody knew the bill such a huge bill running into several pages nobody was aware of that you have seen the farm bills how they were bulldozed and how no chance is given to the opposition to speak so this is the methodology that is adopted is that is that your fear is that your fear uh, dr yagnik that perhaps in the special session something like this could also come in where you uh, will have very okay. limited time and there will be a big big bang splash of something which just no no just know. because you have a majority number you do not want to listen to the voices of this country just because you are in a situation in a very comfortable situation you think that there cannot be any fairness you say or what i mean you say i will not be heard what we say will be heard and very surprising for the first time you would have seen that the treasury bench is just got up just one past 11 and start shouting mm-hmm. in fact they disrupted the whole session last time so i don't know whether we can expect any transparency and fairness and out of the nine points that were listed by honorable chairperson of the congress parliamentary party sonia ji the first was the economic situation in the country unemployment manipur you have did you hear a single minister speak about manipur violence are you not worried about your part of the country that is facing such violence you have no uh, uh, respect for human rights what constitution are you talking about and what 75 years you will speak about you are mentioned in the agenda you have not once visited uh, manipur is this the way the honorable prime minister of a country behaves does not even take a stand does not feel compassion and does not want to speak anything okay, about Abbas, the violence happening in the country let me quickly give a right to reply to miss uh, nigat abbas I really think that the opposition has taken the term opposing quite literally because every time we come up with something the government comes up with any developmental task the opposition comes up and opposes it 
as far as my friend was just talking about the democracy and the transparency and why the government is kind of running away from the discussions i want to remind her very uh, gently that do you remember in 2022 when the government had proposed the farmers bill who chose to walk uh, walk out of the parliament that was the opposition and not the government when triple talaq bill was uh, being discussed who chose to walk out apparently the opposition and not the government the government was there to answer your questions now lately also my friend just mentioned about manipur however the discussion is not on manipur but it's still we it's not only me but the entire nation has seen that how the opposition has staged a walkout even in that that was a very sensitive issue we were looking for a discussion which the opposition because probably the opposition could give us key points but no the opposition again chooses to walk out just the politicizing the entire manipur issue was their agenda now what we have seen in the past is whichever bill has been passed till date under the modi's government everything has been very constitutionally intact nothing has been opposing the constitution if yes please tell me what in the court would have intervened but nothing has happened of that sort anyhow the problem here like sanket you just mentioned my friend or maybe the opposition is quite scared the fear is you know being being shown by the opposition it is not that they are curious to know about the agenda because the agenda has already been revealed to the opposition despite of that they're still making assumptions and speculation you know i don't quite really remember where i use the word scared but you know miss abbas miss mm-hmm. abbas the you thing, use the word fear it is about the fear yeah no not, the not fear, fear. Uh, yeah. the the point that i was trying to make is that there is a there is a, a track record or uh, we have seen this in the past where suddenly yes, you have had a, a piece of legislation just come up or uh, a view that has just come up uh, there are the people of the country being in more developments right we've seen which have like like i said everything has been constitutionally intacted and everything has been worked on the agenda okay, of the i get that point fine has to be scared and being in fear about that that is exactly what i'm saying okay yes uh, mr narayan yeah i think uh, it was good to see uh, well what i fear is that our discussion today debate big fight should not descend into something resembling a typical parliament session particularly when we are talking about a special session Partic- personally i feel that mr modi wants to go down in history in the highs of historians and this new new building and a special session is loaded with the symbolism of his uh, you know uh, you know continuity in the history of this country and his supporters see him as the best thing that happened to india since uh, chhatrapati shivaji maharaj because they want to erase a lot of the colonial symbolism but the paradox lies in the fact and that is where i want to pick on what nigat abbas of the bjp said is that you know it's technically constitutional but the question is are we really following the spirit of the constitution that in its preamble promises uh, social economic and political justice and also lays down elaborate parliamentary proceedings in which there is a lot of diversity and uh, scope for real discussions on issues committees there are so many legislative uh, there's so much of legislative richness that a parliament has that is being forgotten in this whole tutu meme and therefore i want to pick on nigat abbas on a simple fact it may be we may be on the edge on con- the constitutional issues especially when uh, when advisers to the government are talking about a new constitution especially when there's so much talk of the past that we forget that our constitution is progressive and modern in content and therefore too much of culture and too little of progressivism will make us technically constitutional without being uh, understanding the 
true agenda of okay. the constitution. Okay, I'm going to get uh, her opinion as well as Dr. Amibain Yagnik's opinion on this in just a short moment. But Sanjay Singh, you know, uh, in your opening comments, the point that you mentioned was that first they spoke about, they walked into the trap or they spoke about one nation, one election, then other things and, and now, you know, we have a special session. None of these things were wrong. One nation, one election never came up or we do, still do not know whether it will come up as an agenda in, uh, uh, in this special session or not. But a committee has been formed and that too uh, being chaired by the former president, Mr. Ramnath Kovind. So there is definitely this talk and very strangely it coincides with the opposition meeting. Sanket, now it, I, we, can, we can choose to pass this off as a strange coincidence but Sanket, there we are. People in the government, in the political leadership of government, are political people. Mm. They are from a political party and therefore they are elected and uh, are in the government. And therefore, when closer to election, things also, apart from the ground realities, when you go into actual campaigning and when you seek vote on what you have done or proposed to done for opposition, what you propose to done uh, to do, and those who have been government as to what they have done. Prior to that, there is also, I would say, a kind of psychological war that goes on. Mm. This is not my phrase. This is phrase used by several politicians. Mm. When you say that, and when opposition is meeting in Mumbai, since you mentioned about that, Nitish Kumar starts from Bihar. And prior to that, his party chief projects him as prime ministerial candidate. And he talks about early elections. Mm. Uh, Modi proposing early elections. And then soon as this thing is announced... Special session, the talk of that talk emanates from there, from Mumbai. One nation, one election, and therefore they are going to prepone, and this is nobody talked about logistics. Thereafter, next day, BJP announced, they kept, kept it silent. They liked the suspense going, of course, this is the huge chatter. And then I think that shifted to Bharat and this kind of mm -hmm. debate. On a point which Madhvanji was just making with due uh, apology, see, as per the constitution to preamble equality, social, economic and everything, I think what is being done to people at large in terms of socially welfare schemes, I think no socialist government or perhaps no communist party government in, in states has kind of delivered because Modi combines two things, in my opinion. A, tenets of capitalism in terms of industry and so on and so forth in business and socialism slash communism in terms of socially beneficial schemes for the masses. And that combination makes him slightly unique than other leaders in the country. I, I, I don't know how, how the Bharatiya Janata Party is going to view this. You are calling Narain Modi no. a part communist. No, part socialist. Part socialist. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to come in. Huh? There is no problem with this. Okay. No, but he, the point he is... He makes a very fine combination. Okay, he makes a fine combination, but then, Ms. Arti Jarrett, there is this whole point of you, you go to town talking about ravedi culture and everybody else's ravedi culture. And then take, for instance, I'll, I'll come to you, Dusha. You take, for instance, the announcements that are being made in Madhya Pradesh. There is a huge budgetary consideration to keep in mind. Of course. And yet... You're no, bringing no, down the, the prices of cylinders. Of yes, the reduction of LPG. You're, you're, you're subsidizing uh, the LPG That's cylinder. Right. That's right. Now, subsidy model is what you used to call ravedi. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, again, to go back to the speculation surrounding this uh, special session of parliament, because this is what we're here to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, something like one nation, one poll, to me, 
is a very serious issue. Mm. You know, I mean, you are changing the entire architecture of elections in this country. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I think the states, particularly with the growth of regional parties, they should have a major say in, in this kind of proposal. Now, you can't set up a committee just two weeks before the special session and expect that, you know, that this whole bill is going to be introduced in the special session mm. and be passed. Mm. I mean, that is really trivializing something as major as this. By the way, and, by, by, by the way, there was a committee in 2018 also on One Nation, One Election. Yes, that's right. But but this is now a fresh committee. Surprisingly, and got exactly a, the same got, timeline. And they've got fresh... A few months ahead of elections. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. So, you know, how serious is the government really mm. about this proposal? Mm. It's like CAA. You know, you introduced it. And what's happened to CAA? It hasn't seen the light of the day that, you know, the, the you know, sort of rules and procedures still haven't been detailed mm. because there have been so many protests on the ground. The point is, even when you introduced, when you decided to read down Article 370, you sprung it on Parliament all of a sudden. You know, this is not the way a democracy functions. Mm. In, in you know, my recollection of covering Parliament for 30 years mm. is that there is always a business advisory committee that meets. Mm. It discusses the legislative business, uh, you know, ahead. They decide how many hours to allot for debate, what is going to be the procedure. On this, on each, and then you go you know, for every bill. Yes, Ms. Arti Jairat, on each of these uh, things that we have mentioned, abrogation of Article 370, CAA, various other bills also, farm law. Right? Yes. All, to all these points, uh, the government said that you look at all the committees in the past, this has been deliberated for a very long time, for decades. So to say and to argue that this has been just sprung up as a surprise but, is wrong. But situations the, yeah. change, Sanket. Mm. What may have been discussed in 2018, you know, we Very are now in 2023. Yeah. Mm. You know, the country has changed in five years. I don't think you can pick up something from the past and just throw it on the table and say, mm. well, here it is. Mm. You discussed it then, so, you know, you take it forward now. Mm. No, I think it needs a fresh look. It needs to be looked at again. It needs to be reviewed. And you cannot trivialize important issues like this mm. by just springing them on parliament like a thunderbolt mm. and say take a decision now yeah take a decision now otherwise you are free to walk yeah out. otherwise you are okay. free to walk Tushar, I, I don't think that's yes, the yes. way i, I, I want to come to all of you tushar you see you you uh, in many debates and previous debates also have said that this is the style of the bjp yes yeah so uh, arti jarat feels that uh, this is not a style to be really proud of that's right absolutely exactly. yeah. see in the real this world things work very differently hmm. We can talk about the spirit of the constitution or the whole ethos of the constitution to the real voter and the courts, the technicalities matter, number one. To say that trivializing the issue of Article 370 by introducing it like a thunderbolt and approving it in the Lok Sabha and then the Rajya Sabha was wrong. There were serious military considerations. I have spoken to very senior military men in Kashmir and there were considerations security considerations which had to be factored in. So I think by saying that there should have been an elaborate discussion on Article 370 and then it should have been tabled in the parliament, that is trivializing the issue of Kashmir. Nothing on farm laws, though. on farm laws, since someone spoke about the farm laws also, it was introduced as an ordinance first and all the the legislation, the entire legislation upon which it was based, it was actually approved by the same opposition parties that had supported it in the past. On CAA, there were protests and subsequent unfortunate rights which had to be factored in. Nevertheless, Sanket, has the uh, government done constitutionally anything which is not 
you know, uh, inconsistent with the principles which are sort of validated by the courts? Absolutely not. Even when it came to the farm laws, the parliament did not, uh, the courts did not have a problem. The apex court did not have a problem with the constitutionality of the laws. They were worried about the protest, but they were not once worried about the constitutionality of the laws. Hmm. Now, coming to the special session, which is our main discussion point. The government can call as many special sessions as it wants to. Are the bills, the four bills listed that warrant a special session? I personally believe they do not. They could have been taken up in a subsequent session, which mm. is why I personally feel, and I could be eating my words next week this time, yeah. that there would be something that would be introduced with perhaps a two-day notice, which is again inconsistent with the Lok Sabha rules. They could be given two days to the MPs to study the new bill. Who knows what happens on the third, fourth and fifth day? Yeah, so we'll have to wait for a week. Maybe the the uh, topic for the next big fight is also decided and right what, here. And what <laughs> business advisory committee decides that 75 years of Samvidhan Sabha debate, they allocate 48, sorry, 10, two days or two and a half days for that. That's also possible. Let me yeah. uh, draw but, the... You know, yeah. It's very interesting. Hmm. I mean, the, I will come back to the same thing. Ki when we are discussing this... Seven, um, uh, yeah, 75 years of democracy and Amrit Kal and all this and the significance of this uh, special session. I mean, it's why can't we be ta transparent? Why? I mean, uh, I, I would have expected parliamentary affairs minister to hold a press conference because it is a special session of parliament. You must underline, you must tell the nation why are you holding it? Because it's going to cost a lot of money. It's our money. So you, you can't just have, you know, say it's a constitutionally right. I and mean, things can be constitutionally right. We are no, nobody is saying. There's he, usually a criticism from the opposition that perhaps he may also not know. I, that, that could be yeah. a possibility. I don't know. But mm. if you tell me one thing, mm. ki, should not it be expected? Mm. I mean, why are you giving rise to so many speculations? Mm. Why, I mean, everybody should just be speculating. Mm. Why can't you just have okay. a press I, I, I'll just come to you. Yes. Till the opposition writes I'll to the to government. You, yeah. you know, uh, the government has already called all the opposition, opposition parties on 17th. Already a mail mm. has been sent. Mm. So, time and again, what the, the blame that is being put on the government, that they are not being, uh, you know, inclusive in a way that not asking the opposition party or uh, their, their participation. They have already on 17th, they have already called them for a special meeting with all the parties right secondly this uh, you know one election one nation one election issue it is something which is it is not something which has you know suddenly it has cropped up from somewhere in 1999 law commission had strongly recommended the report strongly recommended that the country must opt for one nation one election hmm. so that that uh, you know, this debate on that whether the country should have one election and we all know that the first four uh, elections post-independence, they were, you know, all simultaneous elections. Yeah, but which then took there place. were certain, there there were were certain, certain considerations. Considerations, I mean, but it's not some. So the point here is that. Uh, practicality you know, dictates a, that this can't happen. At least that no, is what no happened. Way, the, that so is what eventually ended up happening. A, the, already a committee has been constituted which will give its recommendations. But a committee was constituted the committee in 2018 will, also. But surprisingly, so, a year ahead of so, 2019 so, what is, elections. But then, why there needs to be a criticism on it? If a committee is being constituted time and again, they are submitting their report, the parliamentarians will have all the time to debate over yeah. it, to ponder over it, to I, I, I think, I, I think what will help, yeah, yeah what will, what will, yeah, so yes. the point is that, of transparency. Yes, I think the point over here is transparency. So, we just say, transparency. be transparent. Get up yeah. and tell us what yes. you want to do. That's what we're asking. I think oh. there is so also a pertinent point. If the committee point, is going to submit a report, it will be, 
uh, in a public uh, for, you know yeah. forum all that is taken but the point is also relevant that when you're talking about if you look at the united states which has congressional elections which are different from presidential elections which underlines some of the uh, separation of powers issues mm. and india is a union of states with a strong federal character mm. we are not uh, you know we are not a united states of india but we are we are a union of states mm. and to that extent one nation uh, one election also has deep uh, implications for the uh, character of the republic and to that extent i feel these issues are relevant uh, apart from that you know nothing wrong with holding special sessions or bringing anything yeah. but the point is you cannot the real question mm -hmm. seriously for me is are all these symbolisms being used to subvert the fundamental character of the republic mm -hmm. and for that some of these issues cannot be uh, curtailed to the what the jury uh, you know judges say in the supreme court although that matters constitutionality matters mm. but also we need a national consensus on some issues mm. and uh, the spirit of that consensus building has to be done through transparency and widespread discussions yeah. one last point mm. you know parliament essentially follows a certain westminster model which is and we also follow cricket which is our favorite game so just like we turn test cricket culture into a t20 culture we now we now have a t20 culture of politics too much happening too soon lots of shots being hit <laughs> and nobody really knows what strokes That's are being played analogy. so <laughs> the, the country is losing its aesthetic character hmm. 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 No, that's a very I good analogy i think yeah. <laughs> what do, do you disagree with do the elections first? in arunachal pradesh huh. andhra pradesh hmm. odisha hmm. and sikkim subvert the fundamental principles of a republic they go to the polls with the lok sabha every year mm. in 2019 we all can safely agree it was a narendra modi sweep did the bjp win any of these four states alone they did not mm. so when we talk about the regional parties somehow being subverted the fundamental principles of democracy being subverted i'm sorry but these four states the bjp couldn't do anything alone and while they won the national elections with the thumping majority mm. and if at all they have to go for one nation one poll sanket they have to go for the beta test first firstly you cannot have one uh, lok sabha election and 28 states going together to polls that will never happen hmm. it will broken down into two cycles one perhaps would be in late 26 early 27 if at all it goes to that point but you have to start at some point in haryana and maharashtra can the nda governments go to polls early with the lok sabha they have all the right to do so jharkhand also in jharkhand also they have all the right to do so can the election commission i'm saying can i'm speculating here can the election commission somehow depending on a certain bill postpone the elections in the five states and have 11 states going to polls with the lok sabha i think the They rules are very so. clear on this from what we know is yes. that uh, any you can uh, advance an election by 6 months 6 months, months you right? can yeah. and that is the prerogative of a of a particular government Absolutely. if a government you don't need a special session for this yeah, no, no, if no, a government I'm wants i'm just talking about the subversion yeah. of yeah. that maharashtra no, haryana and, and i'm sorry i i don't yeah. think i don't so two of the states haryana. here are Jharkhand bjp ruled Jharkhand, yeah. Maharashtra, Haryana, Jharkhand. I, yeah. I think the issue here is not whether this is advantageous to the BJP or disadvantageous. I don't think that's the issue here. If four states are going to poll simultaneously with the Lok Sabha polls, it's because the cycle of elections in those states happens to coincide with the cycle of Lok Sabha correct, elections. Correct. It's not that you have. 
uh, you know, sort of straight jacketed it yeah. through a constitutional amendment, mm. forcing all those states yes. to go to elections. It just at so the happens same by chance. It just so happens by chance. And if, if say, for instance, a government falls or there is a president's rule exactly. or whatever, right. then that cycle will also break. Yes, exactly. Okay. Absolutely. I think one nation. very serious issues and they need to be discussed. And whatever happened in 2018, whatever happened in 1999, there must be a reason why. This thing was never implemented. Hmm. So we need to revisit it and see whether in 2023. I, 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 th- this I think is a what is happening, Ms. Abbas and Dr. Amiwen Yagnik. Dr. Yagnik, I think the reason why all of this discussion is happening because there is generally, won't use the word fear, but uh, there is generally this feeling that something surprising may come up. As, as uh, Tushar was just mentioning, that uh, to do what the government proposes to do in their agenda, uh, you don't really need a special session. So there is something else. And it's that something else which is in debate here, in contention here. Sanket, don't you feel that we have reached a stage where we are using words like scared and fear in our debates here where we are talking about a constitutional procedure that is going to take place next week and we don't talk about deliberations debates, parliamentary debates, parliamentary prerogative and procedures, but we have started bringing this kind of language in our discourse. The fact is that we are facing a government that has a mission and not vision. It wants to come up with its own mission and you have seen that the Honorable Prime Minister has no time for talking about security and safety of children and women in a particular state. And we talk, he talks about one world and Vasudeva Kutumbam. You do not find the prime minister talking about a governance model, which he initially talked that less government, more governance, but he talks about at rallies and election rallies. And all the time, there is always an election more that is going on. So the question is that all opposition parties and the people they are representing are asking that where has governance gone? What has happened to the Honorable Prime Minister? Why there is no transparency? Where is that participatory democracy? See, you can't go on talking about it and not follow it. So that is what is happening. And that but is Dr. Yagnik, I hope you, I, I hope you realize right now from the government's point of view, an agenda has been shared. So they can always turn around and say that, look, we are transparent. And whether or not something surprising will come up is actually in our minds because of an experience in the past, right? What if nothing no. happens then? It was no, see, the, the history, history of this particular government shows something else. There yes, is no I'll come to you, Ms. Abbas. No, no, that yeah. transparency means in a way you have to see what has happened in the past nine years. When they have sprung, you, you don't remember it, demonetization. It's the track record, which is being questioned 8, by the Congress. Yes. Ms. Yes, Abbas. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. demonetization, we should not forget. It affected M- the whole Ms. country. Ms. Abbas, would you like to respond? It's the track record which forms the bulk of the no, conversation. I, I, I come to that. I come to that. But my friend just questioned about the mission versus vision thing. You need to see that what kind of missions we have accomplished in the last nine years, Nadir. And why I say this is because the basic fundamental right, because somebody spoke about the fundamental character. So the basic fundamental rights, the democratic rights, were not enacted by the UPA government in so many years. Now, talking about the PM's achievement, the Modi government's achievement in past nine and a half years, you should be seeing that how drastically the changes have come. Talking about the PM, Avati Yojana, everybody has been getting, uh, the, the poor are getting their homes. 
talking about that India has become the fifth largest economy. We stand at the GDP of 7.8%, leaving China, US, Germany, countries like Russia behind. You should be proud about that. You should be proud about that. Like lately, Vladimir Putin has talked about that, yes, we should learn from the country like India, which has been encouraging make in India, and we should be also promoting the similar kind of things in our country. I think that is something our government has, has achieved. Now, talking about everybody was talking about ONOP. Right now, again, you guys are making a speculation that ONOP is going to be there. But still, I want to bring to this, uh, bring this to the knowledge of my co-panelists that ONOP has been in the discussions in so many years. I mean, it was already being practiced in 1950s and 60s, but 2015. Mr. Abbas, I think, I think, I think we would have we would have wasted 45 or 46 minutes of time had you. Uh, Perhaps all that you can do, let me let me put it this way, all that you can do is to say that this is going to be a session just to highlight India's achievements. Successfully successfully ending the G20 summit, shifting to a new building, fe feeling proud of uh, being Indian, and that's it. And then the speculation will be over. Can you give that guarantee? Allow me. Uh, allow, and then allow I will consider this 46 me. minutes to be a waste. Allow me. Allow me 10 seconds of uninterrupted time because my friends have been spoken and you never in, un, yeah. uh, interrupted them. But talking about this, the achievements of the government in these nine years, I do not think so. We need to anymore highlight because the people are much aware of it. Maybe the opposition is sad about the successful event of G20 summit and we are making it G21. But the people aren't. The, the happiness and the achievement has been seen by the people of our nation and which is why they, we do not need to everyday highlight it because people are doing it themselves. Now, talking about this parliament session, I think the agenda has been already clear and I am reiterating that because again, the people, the co-panelists have been making speculations and assumptions. My friend, there was a time when the can democracy you, Can you, Ms. Abbas, I'm running out of time. Can you please give us an assurance that... Uh, the agenda is what is going to be. That is all, all that I one should expect that from those five days. Everything under, everything under Modi's government has been very, very constitutionally done. And even this time, in, that, in those five days of uh, the special session, everything will be constitutionally done. And it has even now been constitutionally done. So I do not think... So any surprise will also be constitutional in nature. Right. Okay. I think anything which comes for the development of the country well, can come up to a surprise okay. for the opposition, right. but for not for I've, people. I've run out of time, Ms. Abbas, Dr. Amiben yes. Yagne, thank yes. you very much, and also all the uh, guests right here in the studio. Uh, we've got an interesting discussion lined up next week also, because by then we will have an idea of what happened, <laughs> right? What really happened, what and what did not happen, uh -huh. or was it really in our head? Thank you very much for joining us. Short break, be right back.